everybody. Welcome back to Tapping This Week. This is, yes, another episode where I'm going to be talking and tapping about uh, being white, being a white woman in America, given or in the United States, given what's been going on with um, in response to the murder of um, George Floyd. So yeah, I'm probably going to get this wrong. It's sort of uncomfortable to dive into this stuff, but being silent is one of the things that we cannot afford to do. And my invitation to you listening, um, those of you who are white women living in the U.S. or any place where there is racism, is to um, explore a couple of these ideas with me and we can use tapping to help address the intensity we feel. But there's some things we need to know about as white women living in the U.S. The first idea is this concept of, of privilege. If you are white, you have privilege. And some of you already know what that term means. When I first started, um, I, I did some diversity training, gosh, early 90s, and the term white privilege was much less common then. Basically, white privilege means that you can do things as a white person that you don't even think about because um, you are the race that has the power, that has been supported and the premise of the United States was built on white people are better. Not saying I'm agreeing with that, just saying that is the orientation, that the the starting point of the United States came from a white European um, mentality, white men are better. So by saying that you have privilege, I have privilege, it's a really uncomfortable thing at first because we think somehow we're at blame. And, and women, we tend to be equalitarian and we want to include everybody. But you as a white woman as a white person, have a different experience of the United States than somebody who is black. And we need to understand that and own it, even if it makes us feel uncomfortable, because it is the starting point for doing anti-racism work. So as you think about having white privilege, notice how uncomfortable that makes you feel. Heck, just notice saying, I am white. Like, do you get that we don't say I am white, we just say they're black? Like even saying I am white as a qualifying statement can be uncomfortable. So let's do some tapping. And if you're new to tapping, it says tapping on these different points in the body, acupressure points that helps address emotional intensity. Hop over to my side and take a look at how to tap and then come on back and join in. Because I, the tool of tapping can help us with the trauma work, with the emotional side of this anti-racism work. It is such an important tool that can help us um, make better strides faster, right on the side of the hand. As I notice how uncomfortable I feel saying I am white. Because by definition, I'm leaving out everybody who's not white. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. As I notice how uncomfortable I am when I say I am white, I realize that, yeah, it's sort of obvious I am white. I'm not hiding anything by not admitting it. As I notice how uncomfortable I feel saying I am white, I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Moving through the points on the eyebrow point, I am white. I am a white woman living in the United States. I am a white woman who doesn't understand all the benefits that's afforded me. 
I'm a white woman who has been unaware of what it's like to be white. I'm a white woman who has privilege because the skin that I have on my body is white. I'm a white woman. I have power as a white woman. It's uncomfortable to realize that I have power. I have power as a white woman. I am believed as a white woman. If I go to the police, they believe me. I am a white woman. I'm given the benefit of the doubt. I'm seen as somebody to be protected. I'm seen as valuable. I'm a white woman. Good. Stop there. Gentle breath. Now, a very common reaction that people will have when they start looking at issues of systemic race is to say, yeah, but, you know, I was attacked. Yeah, but as a female, I have been harassed, um, perhaps even raped or sexually assaulted. Yes, but I was married to a black man and I know what it's like to be black. All of these yes buts where we try to personalize our experience are actually getting in the way of our, our understanding the bigger picture. So if you notice, if you feel like, oh yeah, but you want to stand up for sexism or you want to stand up for being another um, um, identifying characteristic, like whether you're trans or, 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 or Jewish or a religion that is, is, is attacked, Notice that, but put it aside, because that is diluting us from the conversation to be, have it, to be had right now. So we have this dual combination of feeling uncomfortable, even acknowledging that we're white and white privilege, and then we want to connect. We want to connect with people of color. And to us, connecting is saying, I share your pain. But the starting point is to say, I don't understand what it's like to be a person of color, and I'm willing to listen. There's a Trevor Noah video, 18 minutes long, that he put out a couple days ago talking about the George Floyd murder. And it, it's definitely worth a watch if you haven't watched it yet. And as I listened to his words, I had a deeper appreciation of the level of fear and uncertainty and ease that a black person has. I will never know that for myself but I got a glimpse into what it's like to live in a society where you're not as valued as white people. The other uncomfortable thing about being white is that we have unconscious, if not conscious, bias towards people of color. There's a Harvard website where you can go in and take this test. It looks at your unconscious bias about people's faces of, of color and skin tone. But you can just check in with yourself. You see a black man walking towards you, you have a different response than if you you see a white man walking towards you. So just check in with yourself and notice as you're listening to me talk, what uh, yes buts are coming up? Where are you feeling like you're defending yourself? Or where is the truth too painful to look at? 
it is heartbreaking, backbreaking to look at the idea that an entire class of people have not had the same rights and privileges that we have. It's easier for people to ignore it than to actually understand what's been happening. So let's do a tapping on that side of the hand. As I'm willing to consider how unfair it has been in this country, I will never know for myself what it's been like. But I can acknowledge the racial divisions in our country. And I'm willing to open my eyes more. As I look at the systemic patterns of racism in our country, yeah, I can find lots of individual exceptions. But that doesn't take away from the pattern of behavior that is built into our institutions. And to, and to my own unconscious bias. I deeply and completely accept myself, and I'm willing to show up and do this work. As I notice how uncomfortable it feels, I'm going to mess up. And I'm embarrassed because I could walk away from doing this work. It's uncomfortable to realize that I belong to the privileged class. I deeply and completely accept how I feel anyway. Even though I don't know what I don't know yet, I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to learn. Moving through the points, I'm willing to look at myself. I'm willing to look at our country's history. I'm willing to feel uncomfortable. And I'm willing to listen. Just keep moving through the points, tapping and breathing. Okay, good. So a couple of, couple of guidelines when you're talking about race, when you're listening to people of color, don't make it about you. Do not share your stories. Do not bring up examples of how you're not racist. Listen, listen, listen to people of color. The other is you will feel guilty. You will feel uncomfortable. Don't let that stop you. It's challenging to talk to family members who have racist views, to call somebody out, to inquire gently or even inquire fervently, saying, do you really believe that? It's challenging to speak up, to put yourself on the line saying, no, I don't believe this. Those of you listening to me know that it is possible for us to have a world, to have a society where everybody is valued equally. We have a long history to recognize, to repair, to undo, to build on, to change. But what's really, so, so people think they're going to lose. People think they're going to lose if we uh, eradicate racism. But the benefit to everybody, we can embrace the talents, the skills, the love, the, the energy of all the races that live in this country. Nobody loses. We all benefit. Now, there are people who do racism work who say that white people have to lose power, but even that isn't losing. So I invite you to feel into a potential, a possibility, where the brilliance of everybody is recognized and invited in. 
where people, where black people aren't scared of the structures, the police, the schools, jobs, everything. Tune into your heart and just notice the love and compassion you have for everybody. So as I watch the protests in the cities across the U.S. This, today, what they've been going on the past few days, I feel scared. One of the challenges, I think, as a white person looking to explore their own biases and how to take become an anti-racist is to acknowledge the level of anger in black people. Uh, it can be overwhelming to consider how angry would you be if you were part of a class that had no rights at the start, that were bought and sold, children were taken from you, partners were separated, you worked for somebody else, you had no rights. Can you imagine how angry you would be? And then imagine that becoming outlawed and you were free, but you were still seen as less than, as different. You couldn't go to the same schools, you couldn't drink from the same water fountains. Mobs of white people descended upon you if you tried to walk someplace you didn't belong. Can you imagine the anger that would be in your system if that were your story? So I want you to think about the man, George Floyd, who had a policeman kneeling on his neck for nine minutes as he died. Just think about him. Don't think about anybody else. Don't go to your story of somebody else who's been hurt. Think about this black man, handcuffed on the ground, with an officer kneeling on him. He did not deserve that fate. And the underlying biases and beliefs and policies that made that happen, that's on all of us white people. So just be with your heartbreak, your heartache, because we don't know one millionth of what every black person experiences and lives through and knows in their body. And we can listen, we can process our own feelings, but not put them on other people. We can educate ourselves, we can advocate, we can take action. It's not going to be easy, you're going to feel uncomfortable. So I am white, with a lowercase w. Just practice saying that I am white as you go about your day. And notice how it feels. Okay, I'm going to put together a list of resources. Um, I have some amazing Facebook friends who have been um, uh, doing some anti-racism work and uh, share resources. So I'll put together one whole list on um, a blog page for you. And this is messy. This is uncomfortable. Uh, thank you for listening. I know I got something wrong. I probably offended somebody and I really don't care right now. Um, well, I care if I offended a black person, I do not care if I offended a white person. Hmm. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tapping. And until next time, have a good week. Bye.